Hello everybody, welcome back to the PTC podcast. Uh, today I've got an old friend of mine who's in town, Danny O'Reilly. Hey Danny. Hey Keith, how are you? I'm good, it's a bit weird. Very old friend, yeah. it's nice to see you. It's a bit weird having uh, you on the podcast. Um, for people who don't know, do you want to introduce yourself as to how you would, sure. if you're meeting a stranger? I am, and my name is Danny O'Reilly, I am the lead singer of a band called The Coronas and um yeah, that's it. I'm 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 a full-time musician. Um and I've known this man since we were probably 5 years old. Yeah. Um so uh I've obviously been following the podcast and a little bits and bobs on online and on on Instagram. It's actually your uh you've got the intro. You yeah. wrote the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Do you remember that? that? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, that was a song that I was working on a, a good long time ago and you asked me had I got any music to it and I just thought I remember when I was writing it I didn't write any lyrics or anything to it and I remember just thinking that it was a, it was a nice sounding little That's little cool. snippet and it would it would work for I have a few things like that that I'm like I've locked away in the library if anyone ever comes and goes oh, we need some music for something I've got a couple of little bits so it, it, as soon as you asked, you asked me I was like yeah I've got some you literally sent it back maybe the next day and I was <laughs> like there's no way he just wrote that and I was yeah, like but yeah. he, might, he might have I don't, <laughs> I don't know how this works yeah 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 but you know it's cool I appreciate that thank you no, so anybody who has been listening I, said, I played it the other day to Tomas I was like what do you think of this or who wrote this and he had this and he put it down as the Coronas there you go like, so yeah. even even without singing, uh, got we still have it. our sound. Yeah, yeah. that's funny. Um, but you're in Dubai at the moment. You've got a gig tonight. Um, yeah. They probably won't get this out. This is Friday. You're playing yeah. the bag tonight. Yeah, we'll get it out over the weekend. Don't It'll worry. Be a little bit too late. But no. um, how do you? Fo- you're in Dubai so many times now. I know. We were talking about this uh, o- only the other day when we got here. It's like literally. We, I think the first time we came was probably. Around 2010, I'd say, um, and... Oh, really, yeah? Yeah, maybe 11. When did you move over? 13. 13, yeah. Maybe 11, I'd say. Um, but it was definitely early, because I remember I I have the chapters of... Uh, when I know what year it is from our albums, and we've had seven albums now, and I know which year they all came out. Right. So I remember one of the first times we came over, we were practicing a new song, that was on the album that it came out in 2011. Okay. So that's why I kn- I think that it, it was 2010, that. like or nine, you know. Um, I think it was around then, anyway. But um, yeah, and since then we've been at least once every year, apart from obviously the COVID year or whatever. But uh, even then, we we came over and and did a social distance gig in the Madness. But you were here before. You were here the days before because I I keep yeah. missing you guys. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. I don't. For You're too busy. I'm actually one of the biggest fans of the Coronas. Yeah. Right. In. Uh, <laughs> Well, when you look like long term, because <laughs> I was, I don't know anything about the Coronas, by the way. If anyone is, if any is an actual fan listening to this, it's going to be painful if they think they're going to be like yeah. intricate, nice fan questions. Yeah, well, no, that's good. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see where the chat goes. But yeah, I remember you saying when you, when you first moved over here, even though you've been my, one of my oldest friends of all time, you'd never seen us live before no. you moved over here. Well, well, I have se- when it was the old days, like the Clifton Court. <laughs> and uh, the upstairs in the pub on Cable Street. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, so that's why I'm one of the biggest fans because yeah. I was there in those days. And when we really actually needed our friends there to come to yeah. buy tickets, and and, and tickets were five or seven euro or something. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. I went to Australia. That's right. Yeah. And then the next thing, tickets. You had to go to Ticketmaster. <laughs> you had yeah. to pay booking fees. You had to. And I was like, and you change your name from Corona to the Coronas. Yeah. 
and then I, we were just I was just never there then I left because I left 2006 yeah so when did you sign when did you s- yeah I suppose w- I always think that we started taking it seriously when we left university when we left UCD in Dublin so uh, 2007 that's, that's oh, exactly, exactly yeah that's when our first album came out and that's when we started taking it a bit more seriously or whatever but uh, yeah we're very lucky we have a great life we've we've it's hard to believe that we've been doing it for so long you know we when we started out it was still people buying CDs and like you talk about when you moved away and and think Ticketmaster and, and different venues and stuff and then we lived through the sort of download era of Napster and, and iTunes and all and now it's on to streaming obviously and, and Spotify is the big thing now and, and TikTok is the new thing that I don't do really know much about. But do you take part in, in that? We're trying to do a bit of it. Like, it's one of those things, I'm sure it's the same in your industry, like, the, if a new fad or whatever comes along, you, you try and em, embrace it, but you have to be true to yourself as well. You can't fake it, like, yeah. you know, just because it's cool w- if people are doing... Like, if I if we start doing TikTok dances and stuff, it's not going to be genuine, and it's not going to be... You know what I mean? It's yeah. not going to make sense. So you have to try and use these things... To, you know to the best to, to what suits you and what's as i say what's genuine and not contrived or whatever so yeah we 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 do have a tiktok account and we try and put up clips and stuff like that and you know our, the, our biggest hit tiktok was was our very first one where it's noxy going danny why haven't we been on tiktok in six months and it's because i had for, forgotten the password or oh. something i locked myself out of it or like oh no i it says what age are you when you when you set up your tiktok account and I put in the age of the band, which oh, was right. tw- like, like twelve years, years old. <laughs> old. So I was all, uh, immediately barred from <laughs> posting or anything because TikTok thought we were twelve. Um, so uh, yeah, that was embarrassing. But uh, no, things like that. As I say, the, the the industry constantly evolves. But for us, it's always been touring and and, and live gigging um, is is really where we make our our livelihood and and being able to. To come over to Dubai once a year is is uh, is an absolute blessing for us, and, and we've been very lucky just to do that. And and, and we usually uh, tie it in with uh, some tour in, in in Australia or whatever. Like we're literally on the way back from Oz at the moment, so we played four shows over there last last week, and uh, and we we get to stop here, have a couple of days, and, and play a gig. And, and we've been lucky enough to play a few venues, as I say, Madnat media city and obviously jlt a couple yeah. of times and stuff so i've probably seen you more obviously since you've been here mm. than, than before but th- there's been loads of times where you guys tell me you're over in march and i'm away yeah or you're over i was actually supposed to be busy this weekend in oman which i'm not anymore so i would have missed this as well yeah. um but now it's good to get you a couple because every time you come over you're golfing yeah you're you're, you're sound checking gigging boat party gone yeah yeah <laughs> it's always a, a quick visit and we try and fit in as, as much yeah. as we can but i love coming over here this time of year um, just because Ireland is so dark and cold and wet yeah. and, and miserable and so getting over here around November is always good it's, it's always either here or, or around Paddy's Day as you say but um, yeah man you're busy too the things are flying yeah. and, and you've been going on your trips and, and yeah. your everything is going great here yeah just just crack it on with it I mean like uh, I don't know I don't know what it's like looking in on it if yeah, well, it's, 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 I'd say it's similar to you looking in on us. It's like yeah. you can see it growing every year. Every time we come back and we meet, and you, you yeah. tell me the next thing you're doing, and you know the next trip, and and or or, or the gym even getting bigger, and yeah. and and more people working and staff and everything. So, oh yeah, I mean the gym are absolutely blagging it. You know, it's just it's yeah, well, everyone blags it. That's yeah, the whole. Yeah. That's like we're still blagging it, and we've been doing it for 15 years. Like you know and. Um, so that's 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 just what life is. I think people realise that, and I think 
a bit like you as well like for us we just started it like yeah you just you just start and you could take it a gig at a time taking an album as a time like people say to me oh my god you got seven albums how did you do that and it's like well you just went in and recorded the first yeah. one and released it and then started working on the second one like and i think oftentimes i try and give people advice in whatever they're doing but specifically music it's just like go and do it like yeah. you can wait oh, i need to wait until I've got the right management, I've got the right label and all that stuff. And like, there is an argument for that. Like people often say that to me because our first album was quite successful in Ireland and we didn't have any record label or anything just like Jimmy. that. Just Jimmy. Yeah, just our mate Jim, who was our, our manager. And Do people know the story about how Jimmy got the job? Yeah, I've, I think I've said it before. So basically a guy who was in, in school, myself and Keith, our, our, he was our school captain and, and I had been ringing up venues trying to get gigs like i'm the lead singer of this band and the and the venue was going yeah whatever like but so i got a friend of ours to uh to start ringing up on our behalf and pretending to be our manager and he's still pretending to be our manager <laughs> 15 years later like so that's the way it happened and now he's like a really successful manager who manages other acts that's and is so involved good, in the industry in, in in different things and stuff so it's again fake it till you make it, and I think that's that's very. Uh, but he's such the right guy to have asked that day, whatever day. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. if you, there's loads of lads who would have n no. never done it well back then. Exactly. No, you, you. I think we saw something in him that it would suit. And and Jim's actually really musical. He at one stage he was, he, we were looking at him to join the band oh, really? and sing. He's got a great voice. Um, What's his? Oh, he does the. Um, Jack Black song, the best song yeah, in the yeah, world. Yeah, 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 That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an HST, yeah. 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 That's a great chill. That's a great chill. Um We never got you into the L music, no. No, you, I never got the call. <laughs> I got the call to go play in Ga, I remember back in the day. You're a good footballer, yeah. I went to play because your dad was coaching, so I was down to Mount Argus. Yeah. That was the very first day I'd ever joined and I remember seeing you first. You're like, hey, come on, whatever. And then uh yeah, whenever you went to your first um musical practice. I never got the text <laughs> or the nod. <laughs> yeah. Could have been so different. Yeah, imagine <laughs> one of us have been in. We've been. Uh, no, you're doing all right. We've been yourself. in jail or we're dead <laughs> by the time we're 27. <laughs> if it had it gone that way. Yeah, no. I think you got it. You 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 got yourself. Well, my uncles are all music musical. Yeah, your mom jammed at my dad. My uncle in uh, California. Whenever back in the day. I remember. I remember. Uh, remember you telling me that before. And like here, I mean, you can even hear the music in the background. Like, do you find it important for for what you do? Like. Is it? It definitely is in the gym. Um, so there's a different. You, what you need in the gym, you're never going to please everybody with music or temperature. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. In the yeah, gym, yeah. those two things. Freezing. Yeah, exactly. And music the same, and it's the same since we were in gyms in Ireland and gyms in the UK, whatever. Because even me personally, when I'm in a gym, I like to listen to a podcast. So, right. like, uh, for whatever, I like to get stuck into something. So I always put my headphones in, even if there's music that I like on. Yeah. Do you know, it's not, you know, sometimes when I'm running, I like to listen to music, but uh, I, I just like to get distracted by, by something that I'm listening to, like, you know. There's definitely, like, if you're running and a song comes on, it feel, the run feels easier or your pace goes up. Yeah. There's definitely that weird connection with music. Which 100%. Is, which is something like, is it ethereal? Or it's something like in different level yeah, where yeah. what is music? Inherent why does it hit people? And why does it make you feel a certain way? Yeah. Do you know? So there's, a, there's that, that aspect in the gym. But in a, on the main speaker in the gym, as long as it's different music all the time, 
I'm fine with it. The guys are fine with it. Like yeah. we all take turns playing playlists. Some people are less inclined to put their own playlist on. Yeah, we've got a load of safe playlists. I got like a bunch of different kind of genres that yeah. are four or five hours long. Um, but for me, if I'm running, I'll have some like I don't even know what it is, but some really deep bass stuff yeah. that just each is the beat. Yeah, it's you, the, you it's go the with sound. the tempo yeah. of it nearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I listen to, and and what I usually do is either put a podcast on for a bit if I'm running and then as I get tired or as I'm in the second section of the run change it to something where I need a little bit of a kick yeah but uh, no there's definitely something and there's definitely something with, with music that you can't some people like rock it makes yeah. them lift harder run faster yeah, yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. That's not for me. Some people yeah. love gangster rap. French rap is quite popular here. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever reason. And for me, I'm like, that's that's bringing me down. Yeah. With that music that's on. So we just keep it, try and keep it real safe. Yeah. Um, but it's like that, I suppose, the opposite way as well. For us with music, we find you need to do some sort of exercise. So it's like, and, and again, it's different for everyone. So like I would jog or when I'm on tour, but I would never jog in Dublin. Like yeah. I try and play football, or I try I go to the gym a little bit. Like, but it's uh, it's it's it, it taste for everyone. Like you know, so you we find that yeah, our tour manager will be doing ten k's every day when we're on tour. Like you know, and and that's his thing. Like you know, but it's just every I suppose everyone's different. Do you run around the cities or the places, or do you yeah, run the gym? No, no, the cities always if I can if the weather's okay. And uh, yeah, but like it's my favorite thing to do when I get to a new city when we're touring, is just jog around yeah and and like and sort of just wander like you know I'll, usually i'll google where the closest park is and head there and just see it and come back that's and, cool and even in australia it was really nice to be able to do that and i, I did the jog someone said you could go from from Coogee beach to sydney mm. along the or to bondi yeah beach yeah along the coast and there was a lot of steps it was tough yeah, going, yeah. like but it was great i used it to live along there that yeah. tamarama walk yeah yeah yeah. so yeah. i went all, all the way from Kudji to to and the amount of irish people over there is crazy like there, yeah. was, there was this guy who stopped me as i was jogging oh jesus yourself like and i was like how are you and then he sent me a message on instagram going sorry for uh, shouting at you there during your run um but uh yeah i i do that every every city like i, I love it's a great way to just get a sense of a place like yeah. you know and, and just going for a little jog or whatever and and that's it it as in our game it, it like it's a lot of traveling it's usually a lot of alcohol around like we've gotten a little bit better as we've gotten older but better i mean we've we've curtailed it a yeah, bit yeah. from when we were in our 20s i suppose but um exercise for me is is so important like so important and whatever little bits I, I do and as I say on the road it's uh, it's brilliant to be able to you know to be able to jog around and I'm obsessed with sport in general yeah, like, exactly. I'm still trying to play soccer at home still trying to play Gaelic football um, who are you playing soccer with? I, I joined an over thirty-five soccer team. All right, yeah. I'm giving away me and Keith's age here. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm one of the young players on the over thirty-five <laughs> soccer team, which is one of the reasons that I joined. Yeah, I wanted yeah. to feel it's the like, window. Yeah, it's like I'm playing on the wing and I'm the fast oh, young nice. guy, you know, playing with all the old, older men. But uh, I love it, like down Larkview, like just around oh, the corner. Oh, Larkview. Yeah, yeah. It's just around the corner from where I live. So, uh, yeah, love it. Like, lo always loved competitive sport, and for me, it, it, as I say, I don't read. Really do much jogging at home because I sort of I get in my own head and I'm like I'm tired but when I'm chasing a football yeah, yeah. I'll run forever like or it's it's like it's like 
working out by yourself or when you ha- when you're doing it in a class like yeah. you'll you're brought along by everyone else yeah. so uh it definitely i i love i love team sports like there's, all, there's also the crack in the banter though as yeah, well like exactly. before during the and whole after. thing yeah you know 100 like we go back we went back for i've played here for a few years but you know, giving it up now just rugby you can't some of the guys can keep going into that there's an over 35 team some of the yeah. guys can join it it's not for me i head injuries and just aches and pains i'm like not rugby so yeah, i started i don't know how you did it i mean i love watching rugby one of my favorites it probably is my favorite sport to watch but like i mean you remember when i tried to play like it's just like, yeah nah. you were out the day we did tackling <laughs> that's yeah <laughs> i just never 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 fancied rolling around the muck tackling big people like you so i was uh, trying to right, think about this to the soccer when did you stop playing rugby because we in played together year, yeah oh, I, got, I got as far as third year i didn't play junior but i it's early in 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 the third because i was playing soccer and gaelic football at the time as well so and like yeah trying to find some time to do a bit of music on the on the side as well not really you'd already people. started by then had you yeah well i think when i was in school in in in, in secondary school like i i was sort of doing the music quietly and then and then we started eventually found a few people that were into music like noxie and connor who who are still in the band to this day and, and Stephen o'dwyer a friend of ours Stephen o'farrell and we used to play music oh really adam hughes a little bit yeah uh d- different guys wow I f- that's yeah. that's interesting yeah because yeah, yeah. i remember that little group was like because i was in that group as well yeah. we had the bikers remember yeah, we, yeah, yeah, used to talk exactly, about the bikes yeah. and Huey as well yeah like, and johnny sadler and, and they're all still playing music as well so but yeah you'd you'd find people of of similar taste you'd be certainly talking about music oh let's do a, ba- a band or whatever and and we and we played a bit but uh i still think i sort of hit it a little bit until until i got into college probably really yeah because look anybody who doesn't know the, us lads at school you know that tall poppy syndrome have you heard of that yeah what's that oh it, yeah it, yeah of course it's a thing you stick where your head out you stick your head up and the boys will chop you down yeah, yeah, our our year was and maybe it was yeah. just our year maybe it was yeah. the culture of being a school kid i don't know but our year were awful for that yeah so i remember you guys had a gig in the library in yeah. school and everybody went at lunchtime yeah and it yeah, was like we what? used to call them the music fest so it would, it would yeah it would happen every couple of months or whatever yeah but it was just a or once a year even two you guys were just year. jamming away in yeah. the library and we all packed in i remember thinking wow these, these guys are like doing it and i remember just being impressed that you're doing something different yeah. right now. We were only 15 or 16, yeah, maybe yeah. 18. But I remember thinking, wow, they're doing something different and they're right in front of everybody. They're so vulnerable right now and Put, they're just putting themselves w- out. Yeah, there, just yeah. rocking out. And it's like baptism of fire. It is, it's like you're right. Like oftentimes your peers, it's it's more it's more daunting to play and to admit that you you know yeah. you're, you're, you you want to do something different in front of your peers than it is to actually anyone else. Your parents, your yeah. you know actually going and doing it like you know yeah and then standing in front of and there was no room to hide like yeah. it was it was because we the our year were the only ones in that room watching you yeah and then uh and then i remember the next because again obviously i'm a massive fan and i know all your history <laughs> and i i've actually gone on chat gbt to get some stats <laughs> to worry. see what chat gbt knows <laughs> and it definitely knows more than me um but uh when we used to go out in college days forgetting about you guys actually gigging there was a massive significance in the difference between we'd go back to someone's house so we'd go back to one of the girls places and, and there'd be like 20 people in a room and the boys would have out a guitar and start jamming everyone's singing along every time you took out a guitar and started singing everybody would go quiet yeah, everyone would just yeah. go quiet and listen there was no band there was no like you weren't playing your songs you're playing bon jovi or you're playing whoever you were playing yeah, yeah. everybody used to just stop and listen and it was crazy to notice that difference then yeah. And now, obviously, well, it's funny because I do remember 
because obviously I was obsessed with sport as well, and I played for Dublin under eighteen, which was a huge deal for me. Yeah. Uh, it's in, as high as you Gaelic can play football. Yeah, at that stage, and like I was all in on that when we were, you know, seventeen, eighteen, and for a full half a year. And then I realized when we got into college that. You know, it didn't really impress the girls playing for Dublin. But but if I took the guitar out and sang a song at the end oh, of the yeah. night, that would turn a few heads. And I was like, yeah, the music is definitely... I think my mind was already made up, but I think the music was the thing. And I remember, yeah, being away in summers. And and that's really where I got, gained my confidence from, as I say, like as, as a songwriter and stuff. Because even in those sessions, I'd go, everyone else would be playing an Oasis song or whatever. And I remember go, going to Vancouver for a summer on a, like a J1 or whatever they called it then before the, uh, yeah. it's not a J1 in, in, in Canada, but whatever it is. But, uh, and I would be like, oh, this is a song that I wrote, like, and that would really, and but it, again, it was just like, that was me getting my confidence yeah. as a songwriter and people going, oh, wow, that's really good. Like, and that, for a 19 year old to just go, I'm going to, everyone else is singing Oasis songs or, or singing whatever. I'm No, I'm going to play a song that no one in this room knows and I, I wrote it like you know we were we were going to see you though before then in, the, in those Clifton Court yeah. Clifton Court is the only place I know but like that <laughs> era of on the river under the bottom of the park you know yeah. upstairs yeah, yeah. and you because my favourite song to this day is still Indecision <laughs> that's really old school exactly that never saw the light of day no you gave song, it away yeah. or someone else yeah. did it yeah. but uh, that's still my favourite song um, but to do that I missed the whole Vancouver trip What's, yeah. what year was that? that would have been yeah if we were I think it was the year before San Diego, so I think probably 2005, is that right? I don't Does know that sound I right? Something like that, 2004, 2005, something like that. I, got I wasn't on that trip, I, yeah. I missed that. I was there the year before, and then I also missed the San Diego. I think I'd gone to Australia when... when yeah. Are we getting old, old here? Yeah. Can't yeah. remember dates. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, it was funny, and because uh, we were together, like, so Noxie and Connor, the other two members of, of the Cronos, were also on those trips, and actually, Dave, our former member, uh, former guitar player, uh, who's still a good friend of ours, we met him in Vancouver, and and that's when we sort of started the band properly, and uh, and and that's as you say, we went from being called Corona to the Corona. Should should we mention the fact that we have the worst band name yeah. in the world? Or only in twenty twenty? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it was bad enough before that as well. Every interview I did before the uh, COVID pandemic was like. Oh, are you named after the beer? It's like, no, we just sort of had a bad idea of, of a band name and it stuck. And then... Uh, Where did the name come from? We, we were named after a typewriter or something. We, we were like, I don't know, we were only 16. I, th I don't think we realized that Corona the beer was such a big thing. And then uh, I think it got a real big marketing push after we picked, uh, right. you know, it yeah. was just a, a, a sort of unknown sort of Spanish or Mexican beer yeah, at the yeah. time. And then all of a sudden it was like the beer that everyone was drinking. But um, yeah, and then of course the, the, the COVID pandemic hit. And I remember, you talked about when the pandemic hit, we were here. I remember it like around January or December, January, uh, we, I, I have this thing, Google alerts where if, if some if something is mentioned about the band online, it, I get a Google, like I get an email. And uh, I was seeing this thing happening in China. Oh, really? Like, yeah, like in, in December, January. Oh, no. And I started saying to people, and people thought I was crazy. They are like, this fella is good. It's like a conspiracy theorist. Like I'm like, there's this virus, guys. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. And they're like, yeah, whatever. And then sure enough, then in March 2020, it, it hit hard. And I was really rattled for a while. Obviously, I had the same worries as everyone. Am I family going to be safe? Yeah. What's happening? 
but like also with the band name as well it really did get in on me for a while and then we started having requests from like BBC and NBC and all would you come on and talk about your band name and all and I didn't know what to do like it was did you say yes initially no okay uh, we didn't no one knew what was going on and it, it seemed like it was just like a bit of a trivial sort of you know you think everyone in the music industry has a bad wait until you see oh, this yeah. band you know and uh so uh, initially no but then eventually when we released music and we realized the, you know you know the way at the start everyone thought it was going to be two three weeks yeah. and it just went on so a couple of months later we, i was like let's just embrace it like but it's funny it, like people go oh it must have been bad for you but like, we were just did a tour in Europe and people were coming up to me after the show and I was like, oh, how did you hear about us? They're like, oh, I just saw your name in the pandemic. You know, literally it was promo for us. Yeah. You know, our streaming numbers were going up, like, you know. So that's, that was crazy. But um, yeah, it just added an extra layer of, of strangeness on an already strange uh, situation. But you guys did, I remember the tweet or the post where you're like, yeah. what's, what's next or something? No, we, we tweeted Corona the beer going, what, what's your plan? Are you guys going <laughs> to rebrand or <laughs> we're asking for a friend? Yeah. Like, you know, but uh, that was, it. I remember that we were here on the beach when we, when we, uh, Noxie, our, our bass player, his wife was like, you got to tweet Corona the beer and ask them what they're doing. Like we were sitting in Dubai doing that. And then we flew home the next day and, it, and everything shut down. Like, you know, but uh, yeah, it was a crazy time. But thank God we're out of it. Like, you know, because, yeah. you know, we, uh, we, I think we were, a lot of bands, it, it, the, the pandemic really scuppered their momentum. Yeah. And I see that with a lot of bands who were on the up pre-pandemic, and it hit, and they just lost that sort of chance and that momentum. And the uh, music, in the the industry is really about that. Like you know, whereas locally, you know, I mean, we're, we're by no means a huge band or whatever, but we have a core following, and we had already sort of gotten that pre pre pandemic. So when things came back, we still had people coming to our shows. Yeah. Um. So thankfully, we were lucky in that way. Whereas I think, if the pandemic had happened at like when we were in album one or album two it would have really got into me and it would have really first of all had a negative effect on the band but also a much more negative effect on my mental health for sure yeah um but i think we were just in a bit more of a stable position a bit more sort of yeah like we were already you know at a, at a stage where we could pick up where we left off whenever it finished and i sort of n knew that and, uh, and as i said i was looking at young bands st newer bands or whatever and seeing them and going, oh, I feel for you guys. Yeah. Like, more than I even felt for myself or felt for ourselves. Like, I was like, that must be tough. Because I sort of was, I sort of felt that we would be okay once yeah. it reopened. And, and sure enough, we were okay, touch wood. But it took going. ages in Ireland, didn't it? Oh, yeah, it was really tough. And especially, you know, they were quite strict with, with, with mass gatherings. So music, obviously, we're a rock band indie rock band for anyone who doesn't know us but, but like it's all our gigs will be standing and crowds together and crowds arm in arm and singing along and it's not like we're a sit down yeah we couldn't really do the sit down thing i mean we did a couple of social distance gigs as i said but it was we were and and the whole industry at home was we were the last like they were having ma mass sporting events at home in stadiums and everything but they weren't they weren't letting the entertainment industry come back at all, um, which was really frustrating for a, for a short yeah. time at home. But eventually, thankfully, it, we, we got there. And, and it's funny how, how people forget and move on so quickly. Yeah. Like It seems like it was so long yeah. ago. But like if you actually think about it, we're still, we're only 2023 now. Like it finished last year. Like yeah. we're still 2023 now. So 
it only we only got out of it in the middle of last year really like you know middle of 22 yeah so it was different here this place opened up july yeah. of 2020 yeah with initially very few restrictions and then after about two months loads of restrictions yeah and they sent for the gym for the fitness industry in particular they sent a letter around with like it probably had 24 25 points on it saying like no water coolers no towels no seating in the reception area no uh, all the machines had to be two or three meters apart whatever all the down but and at the time looking at it's like oh no but yeah. then i actually looked through it and went, someone's really gone through the gym carefully yeah looked and at put loads yeah. of stuff in place Cost. but it, at least it keeps us open yeah they've done this and they've looked at it really in depth. And in hindsight, it, it was, was amazing. It was it was probably a much better way to deal with it. Like you know, everyone in yeah. Ireland had that scare thing of no, we need to beat it and like l cl uh, close everything down and try and you know zero tolerance. That was never going to happen. You had to yeah. find a way to live with it and leave people to have their own choices if they want to stay at home. If they, you know, yeah. that's okay. But. Uh, anyway, listen, we don't want to talk oh, about it. Oh, so fence. mad, yeah. yeah. It's just a mad time. We definitely would have been out of business had we not gone. Had yeah. we gone another three months, maybe could have stretched it to six months. Because yeah. one of the good things about us is we had actually financially managed the, our, the business before that yeah. quite well, where we actually had a, a rainy, a, literally a rainy day fund that was like, all right, we got to hammer that. And that maybe wouldn't have gone much further if we had no business. Um, so, yeah, we opened July 2020. And then we're back. It was a f after a couple of spikes, it changed, got got a user change, and then so we didn't feel the the brunt of it the way you guys did. Yeah, yeah. Well, as I say, it was it was a weird time. It was a really yeah. weird time. But yeah, thankfully we're out of it now. It's touch wood until the next crazy thing. I mean, there's I mean, yeah, there's a lot of crazy lot stuff of crazy right stuff now. Stuff but we were talking about what's going on at home, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but um, yeah, listen. As I say, we 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 feel lucky. That's the one thing I think that we do. Me and you, in a way, have in, com in common is that our passion became our life yeah. you know and and i think that's something that you you know and i think again it, it, it referenced the pandemic if we had been just working a nine-to-five job that we didn't really like anyway you know you go okay whatever like you know but because you were building something here yeah and building the brand and working on on a plan and it, you know it, it, you know you i suppose you're more grateful when it comes back like you know oh yeah because like you said earlier like uh, it looks a certain way to people looking in, but like nobody really knows what's what yeah. what you're thinking about when you're trying to go to sleep at night and the things you when your alarm goes off at four or five in the morning you have to get up and you don't want you just want to be, you know, you guys are getting on flights, you guys are get, getting in a van driving for hours, yeah. you know. N how 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 dead is your brain then? You're just thinking about stuff. Yeah, and it's not for everyone. Like yeah. you know, and I'm sure it's the same with you. People think, oh yeah, I could do that, but like you only you see the work that goes yeah. in behind the scenes and and. And again, with with being in the band, people go, "Oh yeah, that's grand." You're only up on stage for an hour and a half singing songs, and then you're done. But it is. There's a lot of work that goes into it. And it's not even just the work; it's the mindset and the the lack of security and the lack of structure. Some people need that, yeah. and, and you know, and need something a bit more stable. And whereas I love, I love the fact that you know. Like like a friend of ours, Brian Doyle, who you know well, he was staying with us in London. And and on a Sunday, I turned around to him and like, oh, do you know what we should do tomorrow? Let's go to Brighton. <laughs> and he was like, I haven't, I've been thinking all, for the last like 12 hours that today is Sunday and I have work tomorrow. 
and you didn't even that didn't even cross that hasn't crossed your mind once yeah. that tomorrow was Monday and I was like oh yeah sorry I forgot like you know and I love the vibe of not having that 9 to 5 and not having that you know structure yeah. and, and every day is just like now th- and again that's not to say we don't work hard because we do this year we've been probably one of our busiest years of of ever like we've been non-stop since summer festival season then touring and in between all that i've been writing for the next album because we plan to to record the next album in january so we're going to london to record the next album so literally every time i had a bit of time off i was in back into studio to write and and so when we work we work yeah. like you know what i mean but then when we have our time off we can sort of be wherever and 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 not you know it's not just a little weekend. But it's a planning phase then, isn't it? When you're off. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like you're, you're not You're thinking off. about the next Yeah, thing. yeah. And it's constantly, like, and we have a good balance in the band as well because we're our own record label. A couple of albums ago, we set up our own record label in Ireland. And so we took sort of control of the whole thing. Like, so the, uh, with our online, our socials, with planning, recording of albums, promotions, music videos, radio play, pluggers, hiring people, hiring agents, hiring everyone all over the world, different people to... And and we took sort of ownership of all that sort of stuff, and it's good because we all have our little place within. It's a bit like you and Chris. In the here business, like you run it as a business. Yeah, exactly. So Noxie sort of looks after a lot of the social media stuff right. and and the merchandising and the online sort of presence of the band. Connor, our, our our drummer, does a lot of the live stuff and organizes how the stage, sort of a stage production manager, and how we put the shows together, and and you know with with click tracks and and where we are with that stuff, and and you know I'm sort of the main writer, I suppose. So when we I have a bit of time off, I'm I'm working with different people to try and write a bit and write with the guys as well, but. Um, so we found, and obviously Jim does the majority of the work with the record label, our manager, but we found ways of, even without sort of discussing it, we just yeah. sort of found our yeah, little yeah. places within the industry. And we were talking earlier on with, you know, you and the guys here and, and what yeah. each do- person does. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes those sort of roles, you just sort of fall into them and it makes sense. And you don't yeah. even need to be like, okay, you need to be doing this and yeah. I need to be on the floor doing sessions and yeah. I need to be planning that. and you just sort of fall into the roles and, it, and you do what feels right and, that, and that's sort of work in itself without even you know without even yeah, planning yeah. it like you know so how, how does it work when you're writing you're writing your new your next album yeah how does it work do you sit down write a full song do you you kind of mentioned earlier you have some music here and there yeah how do it's you how would you put a song together it's different for different songs every song is different really but for the most part, I would work on music first and, and try and find c- chord progressions or bits of music. Or uh, It sort of evolved over the years as well. In the first couple of albums, it would have been me sitting on an acoustic guitar and just banging out chords and sort of write the song that way. Whereas now, I'd work a bit more on a laptop, even though I'm not a really good producer or anything like that. But I would be working on, on different programs and, and just trying to come up with sounds and little things that sort of perk your ear and just interest you and you go, oh I like the sound of that like you know it could be just a couple of chords it could be a little melody or it could be a little sound or anything and oh I like the sound of that and it and, it, and you try and then you work on it and then I'll try and usually next would be melody and I'd work on some melodies and, and sometimes lyrics will fall out of you and and then sort of lyrics would come at the end and then I bring the song to the to the band and we'll work on it and flesh it out and change it and 
and that's that's you know as I say every song is different but that's the 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 rough sort of way it happens for the most part so I, I spend a lot of time in Dingle in County Kerry which is a beautiful isolated place for any of your listeners who don't know in the in the southwest corner of 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 Ireland and it's very artistic and very just yes scenic and and beautiful and and uh so i spent a lot of time down there and just lock myself away with the dog and just just play music and write chords and by yourself do yeah. the boys do it yeah no I'll, I'll, the guys will come down every now and again we were there just a few weeks ago working on songs but initially i i tried to go down by myself and try and get a load of little bits little bits that are ideas little sparks and little little starting points for songs i suppose and then often i'll i'll, I'll invite down friends of mine's who are writers, uh, producers, or or will spend a couple of days and 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 just try and I, I I'm much more collaborative these days. In the early days, I used to sort of take it on myself and try and write the whole album start to finish. And now there's a few people that I'm really comfortable with writing with yeah. and collaborating with, and I'll, I'll I'll bring them down and and we'll we'll work on songs together, or we'll do it in Dublin or wherever. Um and I've found that good because, especially because we've so many albums, we've been doing it for 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 so long. I'd say you you guys can probably relate to it here. It's like, you know, if you're working on a certain muscle group in the exact same way the whole time, yeah, your muscles don't react to it anymore. And, yeah. and so I I like I found myself going back to similar chord progressions and similar melodies and similar lyrics right, even okay. that I had written before and. So in the early days that was fine, but after a while I was like, now I, I'll write a little bit of a song that I'll get excited about, and I go instead of me finishing that off, because I know what I will do, would okay. have done with that. Yeah, I'll bring that idea to someone else and see where they push me. Did the lads ever be like, "That's awful, Danny"? Been yeah, there. and oftentimes like <laughs> sometimes I'll write a song and I'll be like wait until the guys get a load of this this is this is the one this is going to change even right now we're having we're talking about the songs we're going to record in the next album with our producer like and there was one song i was like this is the one this is gonna be our first single this is and they're like all three of them were like no really that's not even making the album like and i I, but you have to trust people yeah and 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 i do trust them and so i'm like okay got that wrong but then other times like one of the biggest crown songs is a song called here's a ghost and and I just wrote that one day when I was writing a lot of other songs, and I was like, yeah, I like that. That has a nice vibe to it. And I played it for them, and they were like, whoa, that's cool. there's something in that, like, yeah. you know, that's that. And I'm like, really, that one? And so you don't know. That'd be like the most surprising one, where you where you did way better than you thought. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because it's it's we just toured in Australia and we had two and a half thousand people in Sydney singing it back to me like and I was like that was just a song I wrote when I was twenty two or whatever and I d- wasn't really thinking yeah. that much about it and to fifteen years later have have a room full of people in Sydney singing it with their arms in the air is just like that's that is it's a surprise yeah. yeah and that song has sort of taken on a life of its own for us like you know and it, we did an Irish version which a lot of people yeah, yeah. connected with as well. Um, so yeah, that song is as I I think that song will will probably outlive me, uh, and and that's something I'm proud of. Yeah, that's cool. It's it's, it's it's probably the best the best song I've I've written really. Deadly. But uh, yeah, it's it's cool. Things like that are are are, are nice. And and in my experience, if I sat down to try and write this next song I write is going to be the one. Yeah, it'll won't. 
you have to just let that happen like and uh, i've heard songwriters talk about you being a vessel like letting the song pass through you as opposed to being smart and going i'm going to write this great song yeah. it's sort of it's uh, an art in general i've blind boy talks about it a lot it's very interesting it's just like you sort of have to get out of the way of the song like you just put yourself there in the position to let it flow and uh, and without getting too deep i i get i get it i get yeah, what yeah. that means i wouldn't i wouldn't say i'm i wouldn't maybe as be as you know romantic as as that about it but i i totally get it like it's it's sort of if you overthink it and it's any way contrived it doesn't work for the for what i found for the for the songs that really connect to people they're the ones where you're just being honest and you're not overthinking it and you just let the song come yeah. quickly and they're the ones that connect people more than you know the ones where you're sitting down and going let's try and write a song that everyone's going to like and yeah. it's not going to happen well that's what it, that's what i suppose what being an artist is isn't it like yeah. you don't do it with a goal except to create the thing yeah. whichever way that happens you, that's what, the way it happens I'm sure there's people who write different ways yeah and, and, and we're still learning that it's funny even seven, eight albums in we still have to remind ourselves when we're talking about the next album that we have a bunch of songs and we go oh, people might like that song and and we're, then we're going hold on a second like what do we like yeah yeah that's the most important thing like and if we like it well you have to sing it every yeah, exactly. every every whatever for the next however many years you have to sing it and also you tend to get it wrong when you start thinking about what right. other people want or what what might get on playlists on Spotify or or what might get radio play oh that song sounds a bit like you know Coldplay you know or the opposite I suppose you don't worry about them not liking it. Yeah, 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 exactly. Because you then, yeah, you're, exactly. then you're stuck. Yeah, you go, oh, if there was a song that we really like, but oh, people might not get yeah. it. Like, you know, so we still have to remind ourselves, and I think the longer we do it, we've definitely evolved more. And I think that's some, another reason that we've had a bit of longevity is because we've, we've embraced that even more. As, as When we started, we were probably a bit more pop rock, I suppose, and radio friendly. The bands we were listening to were the Kooks and the Killers and Kings of Leon and... And they that they were our inspiration, and now we're. Where are they nowadays? They still they're do. still doing it. It's yeah. just radio has changed, and, right. and and they probably wouldn't hear them on 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 radio anymore. But like, definitely, the Killers are are still touring, and 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 Kings of Leon. I've seen the Kooks playing as well, and releasing music, definitely. Um, in the last few years, for sure, the the Kings of Leon did, but it's just not the same. It's not like getting that same level of radio play now. There's a whole new wave of 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 acts getting that sort of. I suppose exposure but um but now we're sort of seeing ourselves more as like dad rock like yeah. you know we're we're looking at bands like the national war on drugs and gang of Youths and and sort of seeing ourselves more in that and and we've been able to evolve uh, naturally over the few years doing that so we're lucky that 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 we've we've managed to be able to just let that happen without overthinking it. Like, and do you still get do you still get excited? Do you still get nervous? Like, do you still have yeah. those? I like nerves. I like. I get ner get get more nervous playing an over thirty five soccer match with yeah. Larkview, like, because I don't let down my team, and even though there's no one there and it means nothing. Yeah. Like, or if I'm playing golf and there's you know five euro on or five dirhams <laughs> on the line, like I'll be like, Ugh. but the music. I get excited. I yeah. love it. I love it so much, and I always did. And I, and I, I there's a little butterflies, nerves. You know, I'd be nerve. I'd be more nervous about 
like I'll be texting our manager if we're in a different country especially I'll be texting our manager going how many tickets are gone like are, is this gig going to be empty like if right. I, do you know I'll be nervous about those sort of things but I have confidence that it's just inherent confidence in my own ability and like that's not arrogance or anything I just love being up there and I enjoy it so I don't get nervous and I and I do think we're a good live band and I uh, and I I think we got to the stage after a few years of doing it that even if our style of music isn't to your taste like say you know you like other type of music I think live we are good at our instruments we put on a decent show that you would have at least go okay that's not my style of music but those lads are good at what they do yeah yeah you know and and i think we are good at what we do i mean everybody at the the gig last year when the rugby was on was loving it yeah do you know there yeah was thousand what was there five thousand people yeah yeah d- down in media city yeah. That's, yeah 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 it was amazing and i I love that. I love the. F- and I, I know. Sorry, you you may not know, but I know looking around. Yeah, you can. You're see English. It. All yeah, you guys yeah, are English. It's not just the Irish. Yeah, yeah. yeah you guys are all South African. Home, yeah. What? Oh, you guys are here. What are you doing here? Okay, cool. Uh, and I love that as well. I love I love winning over a new crowd. Yeah, like, I, li- I I love that. And and we've we've yeah, I love that challenge. And and um, yeah, but listen, I mean, we're by no means anywhere like we. we we are a band who have made a livelihood out of what we love doing. And to me, that is success. Like it's, you know, I always say, there's no guarantee that Chris Martin is happier than me because Coldplay are a million times bigger yeah. than the Coronas will ever be. And what is happiness? Well, like it's probably the same as what you do here. If you had 20 gyms, does that necessarily mean you'd be happier? Yeah, you'd have more money, but you might be more under more pressure. Yeah, you might yeah. have more mental health issues. You wouldn't know. You know, so you have to enjoy the journey, and that's something that I've learned over the years, and that's something that I've definitely stuck with, and and I've realised that over the last few years, and going, you know what, I'm so lucky to do what I do. I'm in a good place. I still write my own music when we get to tour and tour the world, and we make a living out of it. Can play, pay my mortgage repayments, and yeah, that's me happy out. Like, I think you know? as well though, like being Irish. Uh, the Irish people are a very tough crowd to impress and yeah. for them to go to hats off to your pal, you know? Yeah. And you, what you guys have, and you know, growing up in Ireland as a kid, everything Irish is the best thing ever. But then you get yeah. to an age where it changes a little yeah. bit. You're like, oh, you're trying to make it, are yeah. you? Yeah, we're a cynical. Yeah, we're a cynical grumpy, bunch. grumpy, yeah. like, oh. Begrudgery, yeah. that's the word that uh, we're but known for. But yeah. When you guys go abroad, you see the, the, like, the love and the, you're Irish, the pride. You see yeah. the pride. People are proud of you guys, you know? People are 100%. proud. 100%. And the further you go away from home, the more people are proud to be Irish. Like, as I said, we, played, we just played in Sydney last week, and there was more Irish flags in the crowd in Sydney than there would be if we played yeah. in Dublin. Yeah, no yeah. one would bring an Irish flag to a Dublin show. And people want to hear the song in Irish. And they yeah. want, the further you go away from home, people miss that. And they miss that thing. And... Um, so yeah, we are we are lucky that we get to we get to do that. And and as you say, people are yeah. I think the longer we do it as well, the more I'm sort of proud of our longevity because it's not it's not easy keeping the band together yeah, in a no, way. I can't and, and you know, and and doing finding a reason to keep it going and not just being a nostalgia band. Like we're still we still have a hunger, like you know, and that, I think that's that's important. Like. And do you have anybody advising you, like any old? musicians in the yeah, industry like there's, there's people i'd always ask for advice different managers different people in the industry my parents are very good at that like yeah obviously of course. my mom is a singer uh, you know a folk singer that's still gigging i to saw her two 
she doesn't she doesn't look a day over 40 man i know yeah i know it's hard to believe <laughs> um she's uh so she my, my, and my dad was always in the industry as well so we have sounding boards there now they'd be the first to admit that the you know talk about nepo babies and stuff like that but they'd be the first to admit that the industry has completely changed since my mom was at her peak say yeah. and it's a totally different genre of music but it, but it is nice to be able to chat to people like that and and even Roshi, my sister, who's, who's playing live with us now and is a singer as well, having like people like that around that you can play new songs to be a sounding board. What do you think of this? You yeah. know, and and having people around you that you trust and I think I'm sure it's the same here as well. If you have a new idea or you're planning a trip yeah. and you've got a few people where you go, well, what do you think about this? And you and they go, yeah, yeah. So I think it's important having people around you that you trust and that will give it to you honestly as well, yeah, not yeah. just not just people going yeah it's all great yes man like you're around you like you know so um yeah we're lucky that we have that and there is people that we ask advice for and and every time i go to a gig i'm robbing things off people and i say when people when bands support us like and uh, like and they'll say to me after the gig oh, i like the way you did that with the crowd the way you thanked them there or the way you said that that was sort of half funny and i go i've been doing that for I, I robbed that from Danny from the script. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And and I'm be telling them to rob it. Yeah, like, do it, yeah. You know, uh, Noel Gallagher said one time, is like, if you rob enough things from enough different artists, you'll come up with something original. Yeah. And that's, again, what art is. Like, everything that you, yeah, you, yeah. you create, you've seen. It's you know, you've seen with your eyes. You haven't dreamt it up. Like, it's it's a collection of everything that you've taken in. So, I I, I, uh, I every time, still to this day, I go to a gig and the, and the singer might move a certain way or just do something and like oh that's sort of cool the crowd reacted to that like you know and i'm danny from the scripts is a great example we supported them in the early days and he had this power over the crowd that i was really impressed with and he would just sort of stand there and do nothing and the crowd would start applauding and then he'd just sort of do nothing for longer <laughs> and the crowd would applaud more and he sort of just turn his head maybe take his in-ear monitor out and the crowd would start going mental it's like he's he's acknowledging yeah, yeah. The, the applause and he's hearing them without he's the there with thing, them yeah. without saying a word like and taking the ear out and, and so little things like that I, I I'm constantly picking up and 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 again like just trying to trying to improve like you know and even writing new music as well is just trying to improve our live set like just that's that's the whole aim like live for us playing music live you know, even tonight now down JLT, we're playing the baggage of 300 people. I'm yeah. really excited about that, you know, and we played, as you say, in Media City to 3,000 or whatever more. And we've done different size gigs over the years and different size venues. But I love gigging. I love playing. It doesn't matter if there's 100 people there or, or 1,000 or whatever. So long may continue yeah it's, it's the same as you you lo you like your job it does it's not work like. well this is it people keep asking me like you're gonna be in dubai for long i'm like look at the moment i'm just waking up going to work yeah Do you know like it's, it's not much more than that it's and maybe like album by album we're going year by year yeah it's exactly. kind of seasonal here at the summer you just go summer summer christmas yeah. summer christmas here yeah um but i know you got to get off to a, a sound check soon so uh no worries what was going to ask you the um you got the bag of tonight Bag of tonight. What's yeah. what's coming up down for the Crowners in the, yeah, the next few months? Yeah, we're really busy December at home, so that's our, our end of our tour now. We're heading heading back on on Sunday morning, but uh, we've got some big shows in Ireland in December, um, and yeah, they're all sold out. We're lucky; it's it's still it's, we still sell tickets, as I say, post pandemic and everything. Yeah, um, we got some big shows next summer. We we usually come back on Paddy's Day, but obviously it's falling the Ramadan here this year, and uh, so we're we're we're, we're touring in America around Paddy's Day. <laughs> 
but uh, I'm sure we'll be back again uh, this time next year where that's our rough plan to come back again uh, around this time next year so maybe some of your uh, some of your listeners yeah. come down and see us are you doing uh, Christmas Eve on the streets yeah the bus yeah, the, yeah. If, if I get the text from, from Glenn how does that work it literally the morning like Christmas Eve morning or the day before so for people for anyone who doesn't know in Dublin how long has this been going on for 10 years even longer I'd say really? 10 15 years so I only got involved probably about 7 or 8 years ago so there's yeah. uh, every Christmas Eve, the lads, the musicians, the artists, just somewhere in the centre of the city, start busking. Yeah, and it's usually around Graff Street, down down by Gaty or. Yeah, yeah, it used to be just guitars. Now you're up on little crates, and there's a microphone and a speaker, yeah. and even to the point where Bono's been there in the past. Bono's been there. Hosey's coming down. Dermot Kennedy, yeah. uh, Glenn Hansen organises this, and it is really special. And people fly in for it like, yeah you know big fans of you two and all just on the off chance that bottom might be there yeah my, my, my yeah. sister's obviously based in australia and canada when we christmas eve will go when i find home as well christmas yeah. eve will go into the city and hopefully i'll have caught wind of where you are and just yeah, yeah. but literally that's it glenn hansen would organize a he'll text us the day before and go yeah, we're gonna meet in at the gaiety or near he's at one of the pubs meet there at three o'clock and bring your guitar and we'll, we'll give it a rattle for a couple yeah. of hours and, ma- and it raise money for the Simon community which is really important so um, yeah it's uh, it's something that I've, I'm very proud to be yeah, involved in yeah it's so in, good like, it's so yeah. interesting that it happens because they're the most famous people in Ireland yeah standing there free gig yeah jamming and I'm just a, a huge fan of all of them so I'm just happy to be there like you know it's, it's like a legend's dream team yeah, yeah you know yeah, what I mean yeah, like yeah. you would you would pay you wouldn't pay for that. You wouldn't get a ticket for that gig yeah. if that's in in whatever the O2 yeah. or the three arena. What's yeah. it called? Yeah, yeah, three arena. Yeah. Um, so yeah, look, that's daily. Anyone around, head down to that. Everyone knows about it already, don't? Yeah, they? exactly. The word spreads. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, cool. I'll let you go. And Thanks, Bill uh, Keith. Fair play to you. It's, no. look, it's great to see the place. It looks great. Thanks for coming down, and no maybe worries. next time you're down, we'll chat again. Yeah. Cool. Cheers, Cheers. guys.